You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mando Mondays brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast um, of the DizInsider.com. We are talking today about the Mandalorian chapter 12 called The Siege. This one was directed by Carl Weathers who plays Grief Karga in the series. So it was very exciting to see a new director um, trying their hand. And he did a great job, I think. The action sequences were pretty cool and stuff. Yep. So, without going into too much, I didn't write down the Disney description of this episode. So I figured we'll just dive right in and kind of walk through it a little bit. A lot of solo references, I felt like, in this episode. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'll throw in a few of those that I noticed. But I think there was probably a lot more I didn't. Um, so right off the bat, we kind of see the Mandalorian and the child doing some stuff around the ship. He's uh, sipping a little broth, lifts his helmet. Yep, lifts his um, helmet a little bit. You kind of see his chin. Yeah, so kind of interesting, right? He's showing maybe part of his face now to the child, like they're part of the same clan right now. So maybe that's allowable within your clan structure. Or something like I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the conversation with Bo Katan last episode kind of got him thinking that it mm-hmm. might not be so serious. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also that really funny shot of um, him trying to coach the child to fix part of the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and him not knowing like red versus blue. And that kind of throws back to quite a few other things that have happened in the movies or the shows where, you know, uh, BB-8 gets electrocuted or, you know, these things happen that are kind of funny. So he he doesn't do it right, gets electrocuted, shocked. (laughs) And then I saw a really funny meme online about how that's what teachers feel like teaching students remotely. (laughs) (laughs) So that was kind of funny. So anyhow, his ship is still in pretty poor shape. So he heads back to Navarro to maybe use some of his credit um, to get his ship fixed. So he sees a, he sees his two friends and he's like, hey, is, you know, do I got credit here? And they're like, absolutely. Come check out what we've done with the place, basically. Um, and you see Cara Dune is kind of a, like the marshal, right? Kind of like yeah. the lawkeeper of... Like before they arrive at the planet, you kind of see her going down into the old Mandalorian headquarters and then like beating a bunch of mercenary, like pirate type people and taking all their goods that they obviously stole from other people mm-hmm. to return them to said people. Yeah. That uh, species, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the same species that picked a fight with Luke Skywalker in the cantina on Tatooine. Yep. So kind of an ornery sort. So that was kind of a little nod there. 
So he gets to the planet. There's a little bit of banter um, with Mithril, right? Do we see him first or do we see the school first? I can't remember exactly. Um, I think I think they drop the child off at the school first. No, okay. no, no. I think they ask for his help with something and then drop the child off at the school. Yeah. So they're giving him a tour of the town and you can definitely see that they've been cleaning up the place and it's much more like homey feeling. There's like, it doesn't have that dark, dingy kind of criminal vibe to it. It it seems very more homey and family oriented. And then you get to see that even more closely when they go in what used to be the cantina that they got attacked in has now been turned into a school and there's a protocol droid teaching a class of children and uh, the child um, is left there to kind of learn some lessons um, with the school. And there's some interesting things happening in the background here while the focus is on the child and him using his force ability to steal some macaroons from another child. Um, but the protocol door is teaching a lesson um, and talking about there's a new capital of the Republic, Chandrilla, which is talked about in the aftermath novels, how they move the the power in the galaxy away from Coruscant. Um, and there's some references to the trade routes, the popular, the top five or six trade routes in the galaxy. And those are terms we've heard before. Um, there's even like a reference to the creature, um, from the Kessel run. Um, I can't remember the name of the creature, but it's what kind of disables, um, solo ship when they're doing that it's um so anyway there's one of one of the many couple of the many throwbacks to solo um in that lesson that's being taught to the children so then we go see mithral which was the bounty that he came across in the very first episode of the show and he's calling in like his ship basically as being um, kind of unidentified and he's like making this report almost to the Republic about it when they walk in and he's like, Oh crap. He does that weird little like puff of stress, like pheromones or something comes out of his neck. Uh, and he makes a reference again, another reference to solo, not the movie, but, um, solo himself. Um, and then he talks about how he's still got blindness in one eye. Um, from carbonite sickness. So that's a frequent, um, you know, side effect is blindness from being frozen in carbonite. Which Han Solo experienced after he was, I think he was completely blind though. For For a brief time and it wore off. Yeah. Yeah. So then they go on their like mission. Yeah. Uh, They tell the Mandalorian that they need his help to, uh, destroy an imperial holdup that's still on the planet and he's basically the only one who can help him do it so obviously he agrees because his ship repairs are going to be taking a while so he can't just jet off to stay ahead of Moff Gideon so he uses that time to kind of help out some old friends and uh-huh. they head over there they try to get through the door, but I guess all the circuits were melted from the lava. So he jets up, kicks some stormtrooper butt, and then opens the door for him. Mm-hmm. And, then- and then, yeah, some cool battle scenes happen. 
there's some parts where you see the internal structure of this base being very similar to the internal structure we've seen in the movies of like, um, like the thermal generator area, I think it's called or whatever it is where they're going in there to turn off the field that keeps the lava at bay. It's, it's very much looks like, um, the same, uh, setup as, uh, Obi-Wan in a new hope when he goes to, to sabotage the ship or the death star. I can't remember what, where they were at that moment. Yeah. So some cool little, like very detailed things, um, that are neat. You can can clearly see that the stormtroopers in these scenes are shiny, so to speak. They're not all dirty and grimy. Like the ones Mandalorian first ran into So, you know, this is kind of a more legitimate operation going on. Yeah. Yep. So they're fighting and then they come across this area um, with some things happening that are not military oriented. Yeah. You see before they come in that there's the two uh, guards, researchers, whatever. Scientists. Trying to wipe all the files. They end up shooting the panels before they come in. and, And their uniforms are distinctly different than Imperial uniforms. They're more science oriented like look to them like dr pershing's that we saw in the first season and the same logo is on their shoulder as was on dr pershing's yeah um so that's kind of uh, they're all obviously tied into this and it looks that logo looks a lot like the logo of camino and the cloners there that created the original clone army have some weird stuff going on and then you see a message that basically says that they used all the samples that were gained from the child and that they can't continue their research because they need more samples and it's clearly talking about the child not just any random child Mm-hmm. So he was talking to Moff Gideon. So that confirms that Moff Gideon is still alive for the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Cause it's time stamped. Cause they actually say that out loud. Like, wait a yep. minute. Yeah. And then they also m- mention an M count, which is clearly a nod to the Metachlorian count. Yeah. Um, that is in episode one with Qui-Gon Jinn and him sampling Anakin's blood. And supposedly the higher the Metachlorian count, the more force sensitive the being is. You also see in the background, these tanks um, that are described in the, I I like to watch the episodes, not only with the captions on, but with the descriptive text, which gives you the, the background details of what's happening. And it's described as a hairless or multiple hairless disfigured humanoids. Um, Very Snoke looking, at least one of them that we can zoom in on, on the screen. And the music that they're playing when they scan across that um, group of tanks is the same music that John Williams made for Snoke in the movies. Mm. So that's one of those things where sometimes those subtleties come from music or other things and what they're telling you. And this is definitely, I feel like, one of those. What They, they were definitely trying to tie it in. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's part of the old empire. 
And they're definitely doing something with genetics, so it would just make sense for it to tie into the Emperor and all his cloning. Snow cloning himself, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. I feel like if anybody can make some of that really weird stuff from the Rise of Skywalker make sense, it would be Filoni. Like, if anybody can somehow tie it all together and make it work, it would be him. Yeah. Um, and then they also talk about a volunteer. So they mentioned that there's a volunteer that they don't want to die. So it's obviously a volunteer that's very special in some way, that they're using this genetic material on or from. Um, and so there's a theory out there that they're talking about Palpatine's son, which is Ray's father. Yeah. Um, that maybe this is the being that they're trying to use this um, samples from the child on to prolong um, its life. So some interesting stuff. About the empire or the emperor. So exactly. They might just call him the volunteer is like a code name. Uh huh. Keep it anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of unknowns at the moment, but yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll figure it out. That's the they're they're definitely out. trying to, to hint at some stuff to help fill in some gaps though. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of really great details in the backgrounds um, and on the ships. Um, like when they're escaping um, and they go into that trooper transport thing. Again, that was kind of a throwback to a toy that came out um, in the 80s. That was a high collector item that was never actually seen in anything. And so now we've seen it twice with different modifications. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, I think that transport was also seen in the Rebels series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you remember that episode where they were... It was a similar shape. I'm not sure if it was the exact same yeah. type of vehicle, but it does look so. very similar. Yep, I would agree. Um, and then, like, when this, um, the, the scout troopers take off after them... Um, and kamikaze down the hill and some of them crash and burn. Like there's just some really cool ways they shot the action sequences, um, which again is a, a great shout out to the director, Carl Weathers for this episode, the way he shot some of the action scenes and the chase scenes were super cool. Yep. And then you see them making their escape, but then you also see some of those more new age wing folding tie fighters coming after them. So yep. they're kind of, making a run for it through this cavern type area, trying to use that gun on the back to shoot him down. Mm -hmm. And then the Mandalorian ended up making it back to a ship. So he finishes off the last two saving the day. So that yeah. was pretty cool to see him kind of fly through the air and out with the TIE fighters. Mm -hmm. And then the cute little part where baby Yoda throws his hands up like on a roller coaster. Yeah. Oh my God. A couple of times, like it was so freaking adorable. Couldn't take it. Yep. It was so cute. Just, he's just having a good time. But, yeah. And then like at the end, he kind of sticks up on his Oh, own. it's so perfect. <laughs> it's so good. Um, oh, so and of then we it's the same color as the macaroons, so you know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't remember exactly when we saw the scene of that um, being putting the tracking fob on the razor crest. So you first saw this being at the beginning when they were like, go fix his ship. And you kind of saw that 
character kind of glance over in like this weird way. And I was like, what the heck is that about? Uh-huh. And then you saw as they're walking away, the being was just like staring at them walking away. Mm-hmm. And then later you see that they're on like a hologram. I think it was, was it a hologram? Yeah. And then the commander or whatever that person was walks over and says that the tracking fob was put on the razor crest or something along those lines to Moff Gideon himself. Yep. Yeah. And in the background, you kind of see this, um, well, it was sent to the captain of the ship or whatever, right? The female um, imperial. That's what I would assume it is. but Yeah. And she goes to deliver the message to Moff Gideon, who's in this kind of chamber with some workers. Um, And as she's delivering this message, you see behind him these strange... You know, all, at first glance, it kind of reminded me of, like, Darth Vader's. And I was like, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to clone Vader or something? Like, what is this? And then you zoom in, and you can clearly see that there's a a logo on one of the people in there's um, uniform that throws back to um, a special weapons development group in Star Wars. And you zoom in on those images and with the descriptive text on it, calls them immobilized dark troopers. And we've seen dark troopers before in video games, um, in Star Wars Dark Forces. And in those, they were like an android or a cyborg type creation. And then in the Dark Empire comic book series, um, they were known as kind of an elite stormtrooper group, but they were force-sensitive stormtroopers. So they were rare and very, um, you know, special. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Like, are they also using some of that cloning technology or, or some of that to create these enhanced troopers? Yeah, hard to say. Maybe this is kind of off the wall, but maybe the enhanced troopers are just force-sensitive clones that weren't force-sensitive enough for the Empire or the Emperor's wishes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard to say. <laughs> Either way, with that many of them, they're going to cause some serious issues for the Mandalorian. Yeah. If they're sent out after him to get the child. Well, that that depends at what point the Mandalorian might meet up with a certain person. Right. So is this going to be the culmination at the end of the series where Moff Gideon shows up and him and Ahsoka fight? And and while the Mandalorian is fighting these dark troopers? There was talk of a lightsaber battle. So, I mean, it would only make sense that maybe this is what... Okay, we're going kind of off track here. But maybe this is what happens. Moff Gideon and Ahsoka Tano duel it out, but like Bo Katan and some of her uh, night or sorry, <laughs> all of her clan or whatever her group might be called now come, and then the dark troopers are there, and it's like a big old battle. Ooh, I like this. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, because Bo Katan, you know, she's after the dark saber. Yeah, yeah. And it would only make sense that the person the more dark side person that's fighting with a lightsaber would be Moff Gideon and the light side would be Ahsoka Tano. So right. 
definitely coming in next episode. You think it's next episode already? Well, the next episode's called The Jedi, and it's like almost an hour long. So, oh, man. Plus, his ship is fixed, and he's heading to that planet right now. So, um, it would only make sense. Yeah. And, and obviously, Moff Gideon can track him, so he's going to be following him. Exactly. So. Exactly. Okay. And who knows? Maybe oh, Bo-Katan knows where Moff Gideon is, is and is following him. You know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're already. It's already called the Jedi. I'm Man. About that, I'm not sure if it's a hundred percent confirmed, but I saw that it's going to be like almost an hour long. Nice. And I, I, I saw a bunch of articles about how it's called the Jedi. So. Man. Okay. So that's the fifth episode of the series. And this last one we're talking about was the fourth. So we're halfway through now. Yeah. So we have four more episodes. I don't know. You think they would go there already? I mean, who knows what they have planned for the rest of this season. Yeah. So they might just go right for it. Because, I mean, there's a lot of other things that they kind of hinted at, but they haven't gotten into yet. Like Boba. What happened to Boba? Where's Boba mm-hmm. at? Yeah. Well, we have confirmed now two more seasons so i don't know if they're gonna like throw all their eggs out there super fast or they're gonna leave some dangling strings to use next season yeah that's true so anyways we're at 20 minutes we could speculate for years literally (laughs) (laughs) about all the possible scenarios they could be trying here and and with feloni you know he's gonna throw in some curveballs so yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so she she might show up at the end of next episode but i don't know why it would be so long if she wasn't going to show up yeah in the next episode and why it would be called the jedi but yeah it might just be her i don't know okay so we're gonna try to plan between now and next mandalorian monday a bonus episode where we're gonna fill in a little bit more details about mandalore um and we did this a lot when we did our special on season one. So if anybody hasn't listened to our special on season one yet, go check that out. We break down last season in some detail, but it's like an hour and a half long. Um, But between these two episodes where maybe we're going to see Bo-Katan and Ahsoka again, we want to give everybody a little bit more detail about the history there. We're going to try to keep it short, like a Mando Monday episode, just 20 minutes. This is our goal. No promises. We we will try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to try to record that between now and next Bando Monday release so they can both come out at the same time. And those that want to can get that little extra tidbit if you want. Yeah, we'll try to release it before the next episode, The Jedi, because Ahsoka might pop up in that episode. Mm, That's true. We want you to have some background on Ahsoka before that happens. And then while we're at it, we'll just throw in some background on Mandalore and Bo-Katan because we did not have enough time to cover everything in the last Mando Monday. True. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll try to do that. We'll put it out on Thanksgiving, maybe. We'll try to record it beforehand and release it on Thanksgiving for those wanting to listen to that before the episode comes out on Friday. Perfect. All right. We got a plan. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, Jade, where can they find you? Uh, Snips Jr. on Instagram. I don't really post on there, like I say, every Mando Monday, but (laughs) you can follow me if you want. (laughs) Yeah. And you can find me at Amber Atin Cosplay on Instagram and Facebook. Um, And then, of course, following Walt's apartment 
on either one of those platforms. And we go live every Wednesday um, on Facebook with our regular Waltz apartment broadcast. And we would love to see you there. And for those of you who would like to watch a few more episodes and get some more in-depth on Ahsoka Tano, I'm going to actually post something on my Instagram of the episodes that are, like, pretty crucial to watch on her backstory. So I'll post it on there Monday. Excellent. And we'll maybe list those in our little in-depth podcast, too. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.